fix up, fix up. Look sharp, look sharp. Walk on, walk on. You're smart, you're smart. Raging team don't sleep in the dark like dogs of the leash or bite no bark. Fix up, fix up. Look sharp, look sharp. Move on, move on. You're smart, you're smart. MCs gassed up now, talking hard. Trouble sons, regime will bring the spark. Now get loud like you at your place. Open your mouth, express more hate. DK's here now, feel more bass. This regime, so you war face. Stick em. Ha ha ha, missing no chance. Hit em. Why, 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 this is war end. This ain't gangster soldiers boogie and dance. Pull up your pants and stand. Soldiers dance in my soldiers dance in my I'm getting the ring with Mike Tyson. Hell no, man. <laughs> Welcome to Straight Out the Turnbuckle, the only podcast that flies straight out the turnbuckle. Unscripted, way off topic. Hosted by the two old cholo. Dale, lucha, dale, let's go, let's go, go, What's good, Macho Ram? How you doing, bro? I'm chilling, man, chilling. Just uh, minding my business and trying to stack my dollars and watch out for my people, all that, you know? So you're basically being Macho Ram in a nutshell. Yeah, Macho Ram, you know, like it's it's the brand, it's the man, it's the uh guy from Mexico or Japan, you know, that's me. Repping <laughs> repping that from strong, <laughs> repping that strong style <laughs> and that lucha. The one that sound like a cholo, but he looked like from Japan. <laughs> yeah. Kind of like Ultimo Dragon, you know what I'm saying? He wrestled in Mexico, but he was yeah. Japanese. You know, he was always one of my Aye, favorites. Man. What's the topic, man? What's been happening, bro? What's been happening with, with the, in the world of wrestling, dude? Man, I wish I knew. I've been watching nothing but old stuff, to tell you the truth, because a lot of this uh, no-audience wrestling, man, it's a little stale. It's hard to follow, you know? So, I mean, it's kind mm. of a trip watching old matches and seeing a crowd because there's been so many weeks with wrestling with no crowd, man. It's Man, it's a little depressing, I think. I remember hearing um, somebody talking about what if this is the era of wrestling where there is no crowd, you know, there's the attitude era, there's the COVID-19 era, you know what I'm saying? So, man, how's that going to work? You know? Right, right. Well, especially because some countries out there are actually having a second wave. You know, uh, I know exactly like, for instance, in Australia, Melbourne, Australia, there was a lot of things going down that some of the football stars were actually, um, were carrying the virus and didn't know about it, and then they spread a second wave. Um, I don't know too much about it. Like I'm not, I'm not trying to say that it it is what it is, but basically, um, with that happening and everything, there's definitely going to be a lot more delay on shows. Um, we don't know what's going to be happening. You know, in terms, it's only going to be certain places that are going to have those restrictions. Are they going to increase it more, um, or what's going to happen? Like. You know, all together. But what I believe is, you know what, we definitely, definitely going to give us time as uh, wrestlers, as promoters, as as fans to basically recoup and basically get our stuff together and basically reinvent ourselves, you know? Definitely, definitely. And you know what I see is more uh, backstage things happening where, you know, like Lucha Underground was onto something with their little uh, movie style uh, aspect of wrestling, telling the story by like making little short movies, you know, maybe more companies will start, you know, doing those type of things because, you know, there is no audience. So maybe, you know, you can explore different routes of wrestling and, you know, cause it is entertainment and people love it. I love watching it, but you know, without a crowd, man, it, it's kind of hard to, you know, see, maybe, you know, instead of the crowd, you know, put some, you know, hardcore stuff out there where, you know, anything can happen at any time. You know, I've seen how some companies are doing it where they have like the the heels and the baby faces in the crowd, you know, the, the workers and them kind of going for, you know, whoever's a heel or a baby face, kind of like a lumberjack match, but them just being on the outside, which is kind of cool. Yeah, at least you see something right. going on in the audience. You know, maybe some yeah, women yeah. dancing and some and some little capsules, <laughs> you know, something like that. I don't know. There's got to be something. <laughs> <laughs> well, what are, you, what, are you, 
kind of like the coal mine, but instead it's like the uh, protection from the virus. It's going to be like the social distancing chambers. Yeah, <laughs> no exactly. Chamber. It's going to be the distance chamber. I like the idea though, man, because like like you said, you mentioned about Lucha Underground had had the cinematic like promote promos and stuff in the back, and they had the little movies kind of um, storyline to it. But at the same time, man, like even when they did it, the wrestling inside the temple, I could imagine instead of having an actual arena, just have a ring inside like a a room, like kind of that don't look like it's fit to have crowd in it. Kind of like you know, back in the days you watch those old martial art movies, like um, you had like Wrong Bet and you had like Pit Fighter and stuff like, and Ring of Fire, and you had all those guys fighting in like closed spaces, and there's only like a few dudes there. Um, I think it was was it Wrong Bet? How you had a um, Jean Claude Van Damme was inside the pool and it, surrounded by cars and all that stuff. Was that the movie I'm thinking about? Ah, shoot, man, you lost me on that one because I don't watch a lot of those karate <laughs> movies except for Bruce Lee, maybe uh, Enter the Dragon, some of that stuff. But I, I get what you're saying, definitely, because like kind of like Street Fighter, the video game, how there's always a different setting, but it's just, a, you know, two dudes going at it. You don't really care about the uh, the crowd. Don't need a crowd. So, yeah, a grimy place that like the uh, temple was perfect, man, like. That was, that was such a grimy uh-huh. little area. It really looked like it was something out of a movie. You know what I'm saying? Like something that, you know, right. wasn't supposed to. Man, I, I, I dug that the most. And I think you're onto something there. Some A lot of promotions need to listen up to that and maybe try something make like that. Whole, because... like... No, I hear you. Like, we make it the whole, like, um, make it part of the story. Make it part of the theme. As in, like. You already got the cinematic like uh, promotion promo segments at the back, so why not put that as the whole thing? Is it like the whole show? Is it like the promo runs forward to the ring? So basically, that way, when you got the matches happening, it's all like you're watching one whole cinematic performance. You're not just watching okay a promotion at the back, and all of a sudden they're coming out and half-assing doing the, doing the match. The whole it's, thing is part of the, like you're watching a movie. Or a TV show, and if, instead of watching just a regular old wrestling show, shoot, I dig it the most, man. That's almost like uh, the Running Man, Arnold Schwarzenegger. You know what I mean? Like kind of a, right. uh, you know what I'm saying? Like that, that, that would be dope just to uh, do the wrestling on that kind of a uh, level. You know, shit, mm-hmm. piss on, piss on the crowd, and just explore those right. options. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's cool. For we sure. should do that. Any any promoters or any any story or any like um, movie makers out there listening in um, when we release this episode? If you're gonna book anything like that, let me know. I'll come watch. Or hell, if you need another guy to work, man, I'm I'm available. <laughs> oh, did you hear that? You heard that first, folks. <laughs> I'm just Lucha kidding, man. I'm on, I'm, I'm on the injured list. <laughs> I'm on the injured list. Oh, no, but for real though, real talk is like. Real talk is, uh, you know, we gotta. Um, I think, I think that's a new, that's a new thing, man. I because th- I've seen a couple of people out there. Um, shout out to my boy uh, Bushido, man, in Australia. He actually makes some kind of old choose your own adventure start of wrestling matches that there's the multiple okay. outcomes, and the fans actually vote, or the fans actually decide what they want to do, what what the, fin- the finish is gonna be. Or even you choose a different ending for every scenario. So when you watch the actual um, match itself, you click on it, the different ending. You know what I mean? So that's that's creativity right there, you know? But to be honest, what you had, the idea of the whole thing, just having like no crowd at all and having kind of like a uh, a movie, man, I would I would watch that. I would tune in and watch that stuff, man, because you know yeah. me, man. I'm a huge fan of Lucha Underground. I'm just... I'd have just been upset that they took it away because I was right. enjoying it. Right, right. But you know what? That's only leaving options to, like, you know, bring it back, you know? And plus, I'll, I'm sure it'll be syndicated, right. you know what I mean, where they're going to shop that around and it'll show up on different, you know, TV programming and for, for a long time. So they could always bring mm-hmm. that back, you know what I'm saying, which is – different promoters or you know maybe do it a little bit better you know what i'm saying like mm-hmm. definitely and be able to keep some of their talent you know what i mean because i mean look at their talent you know they're all working somewhere mostly 
No Brian yeah, Cage, question, you know. Though. What's that? Yo, speaking about speaking about Brian Cage, man, that guy is something else, man. I seen that guy oh, work yeah. a few different promotions over the years, man. Like, and yo, that guy, man, for a big guy, one he can move, he knows his craft, and he's somebody to keep your eye on because you don't know what to expect, man. Like they, I, I don't think they did everything they could have did with him at Lucha Underground. I think there's a lot more they could have did. But at the same time, what they did with him, he went with it and he made it his own. You know what I mean? Like that glove, the gauntlet. Yeah. Basically, they gave him the power yeah, of the man. gods and stuff. But the point, I'm, what I'm making is, I didn't really like the whole idea to start with, but he made it his own and he made it interesting, you know? That's what you got to do, man. You want to stand out. You got to, you know, take mm. it and run with it. Make it yours. You know? Right, and he made the whole gimmick believable, man. He was a machine. He made it believable, and you believed it when he had that series of matches versus Tejano, man. I, I've always been a fan of Tejano ever since I first heard of him. <laughs> me but, too, me too, definitely. I agree. One more thing about Brian Cage, and my favorite thing about it, his baby mama's Melissa Santos. Boom. Wow, I know that. Yeah, honestly, bro, Brian, don't you, beat us up. You doing it? You doing it, bro? No, no, I say nothing about it. Nah, uh, uh, uh. Yo, be a prize, man. She fine, but I'm saying, Brian, you doing it, bro? You doing but it? But you know Bless what? You. I I dug her too as the uh, the ring announcer. You know what I'm saying? Because back in the Yo, day, you had yeah, man. It was something different. You know, it was like. Uh, Man, uh, even uh, when I went to that Wild Women of Wrestling, Eddie's daughter, Shaw Guerrero, she was yeah, doing the yeah. ring announcing, you know? So, and, and she, she was definitely Melissa Santos style, you know what I mean? So, it gets well, you know, really, it, yeah. More. Yeah, man, that was cool. Hey, even take it back to, um, um, what it, who was it, it, Gillian Garcia? Oh, yeah, back in the day. Yeah, man. She back in the day, she was on top of the game. I am mad at you. I agree. She brought a new flavor to uh, ring announcing. And before Lillian Garcia, there was Mike McGurk. Remember her? She used to wear the mm -hmm. little the business suit with the little red bow tie. And uh, man, she was always doing that shit. But man, there's so many ring announcers back in the day. Like when you hear when you hear their voices, it makes you think of that era of wrestling. Like if you hear David Penzer, you know you you just oh, know that's some old school like WCW shit. Yeah, What's man. That? We going back to David Penzer WCW? Hell yeah! Yeah, shout out to David Penzer, man. Shoot, that was some good yeah. wrestling announcing back in the days, you know. Hey, hey, yo, David Penzer, if you're listening at all, man, you did Definitely. big back in the day. Skills, and not just as an announcer, man, but yo, he had a lot. He was really he had a good mind for things, man. Like when you when you heard him talk, man, uh, even off, even out of like show, man. When you hear him talking interviews and stuff, he knows his stuff. You know, he really knows his shit. Definitely. But going back to at least your underground, man. Like, what kind right. of guys? Let's, tell me some names that you would bring back, that you would bring in guys that have been there before, or guys that ain't never been in the underground. Guys you'd like to see. You know, honestly, I do a little mixture of everything, you know, like I'd bring guys that, you know, I watch, you know, right now, like some of the Samoan dynasty, Jacob Fatu, Sefa Fatu, you know, some of these guys that would bring them in as a stable, you know, and just kind of like, you know, have it like inter more internationally, like even have some Japanese dudes in there where it's. It's mm. like basically all your your best outside of the United States wrestling brought into the United States, showcasing them instead of just pushing whoever's already here in America and, you know, your top baby faces right. and like WWE and that kind of thing. Just and, and letting them be them, you know, if that's possible as far as being able to use their names and stuff like that. But, you know, I right. would take guys, you know, from England. You know, there's plenty of guys out there, you know, even guys from where you're at, Australia. You know, there's guys that, man, that I know can get that opportunity and run with it, you know. And that would make for some pretty cool storyline, too, even if he still wanted to do the cinematic uh, 
stuff with some of these mm-hmm. guys, you know, and really get into their character and just really showcase it. You know what I'm saying? Like when you got in the cartoons, right. you got He-Man. He-Man's got like a, a layer, you know, Skeletor's got his layer, his people, his little henchmen and stuff. You know what I mean? Explore more of the... Uh, Man, the origins of these characters and just like that's what Lucha Underground was doing, man. It like, you know, Prince Puma, you know, they showed, you know, how he kind of like came to be and how Conan was mentoring him. And, you know, they showed, you know, uh, Pantha, you know, and uh, the Vampiro saga, you know, you've seen a lot of things just come about and they like they let you know this, the background story they showed you. Even uh, Dario Cuerto, when his uh, he was the guy running the show there, you know, he did a very good job of uh, being the promoter of that, you know, and he was just an actor, you know what I'm saying? But right. you know, I, believe, I believed it, you know what I'm saying? I thought he did a hell of a job, you know, and I would probably I bring him he, back. No, but you can't bring Dario Cuerto back. Remember, he died. Oh man, brother. you just gave me a spoiler. I didn't watch the last season. Oh, <laughs> spoiler alert! No, I'm just kidding, shit, man. I, I'm behind. I gotta watch some more wrestling, man. Now, how about you? Who would you uh, bring into a a revamped Lucha Underground Lucha with the book? What we talking about? Lucha Underground post lockdown unlocked. <laughs> yeah, unlocked. Shit. No, but I, I would. I, I totally agree with the Samoan Dynasty, man. I believe the Samoan Dynasty got a lot of people, man. A lot of cool talent. MK Twins, shout out. Um, yo, definitely. you got a and a werewolf getting down, man. Jake Fatu. Dude got skills, man. And like Sefa Fatu, man, would definitely fit in with the Lucha Libres um, style, man. Because realistically, there's a lot of guys that are quick and agile like him. And he could definitely yep. learn a lot. Especially Jake Fatu, man. That guy can fly. I mean, like coming off the top rope, he can definitely do some stuff. They can definitely oh, man. Um, division throw one monster. more guy. Hell yeah. But I think Jacob's legitimately about, badass. Hell yeah. He's a badass on this. Yeah, hell yeah, man. Now, you talked briefly about Australia. Now, if we're gonna throw in the dynasty, big shout out to my man um Hudson Hoke, the Simone Hercules. I know that he'll oh, be definitely. good over there. They'll they'll make him one yeah, of their own, man. Think- you know what? One big yep. stable of Samoans, man. More Samoans than a luau. You know what I'm saying? But that would be dope. Than a luau. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Shout but for real, man, Booyash I totally agree. Remember the Booyash Oh, yeah. Booyash Drive, straight out of California, man. I hear you. Um, but you know who I would um what I bring, man? I'd bring back a lot of the um a lot of the old school lucha guys like Uva Tucarera. Um oh, super yeah. crazy. Um, psycho. Uh, who else can we put in there, man? I bring guys like, um, the juice, you know. Oh, <laughs> oh you dude, said the juice, definitely the juice, the man. Get him in with the juice. <laughs> <laughs> Just man, but guys like that, juice. man. I always could. I'll, I'll even like switch it up, man. Like we got, we got a lot of guys, man. You got like um Charlie Manson. You got like the circus, man. You got guys like Murder Crown. You got like uh, Killer Clown. You're not throwing in there. We got Bestia 66. Shout out, Primo. Bestia, man. If you ain't seen Bestia 666, man, yo, you got to check him out. Honestly, that guy is something else. Uh, we got like Rey Mysterio, um, like Hijo de Rey Mysterio. We got guys like uh, Bring Mascarita Sangara back. You know, um, we got just heaps of guys, man. Guys that we ain't seen much of, man. Bring Mystico down, man. Like, Dudes, bring Damien in. Dudes like that. Halloween. Bring the old school in, man. Like, we got to do it, man. Why not? Bring, um, let's bring back uh, Dr. Wagner. You know? Blue oh, Demon Dr. Jr. Wagner. Chavo Guerrero. Let's bring those guys back, man. Let's bring a couple. Let's bring Jamie Noble. Um, Let's bring Nunzio. The gossip from WWE Cruiserweight Division, man. Let's bring in guys like um Tajiri. I'm sure he got a couple of years left. You know what I mean? Ooh, wait. I seen a match with Tajiri, uh, Pentagon Jr., and my personal Japanese favorite, the great Muta. And they were uh, oh, triple hell tech. Yeah. Man, who were they going against? I think they were going against Santana and uh, what's the other one? Ortiz, you know, from the LAX. 
That was a that, pretty that tight LLT, match. Yeah. Yep. That shit was dope. Those guys are yeah, doing man, it. Mo- you know, Muda was Muda was something that Muda is irreplaceable, man. I tell you, when it comes to his style, I know there's a lot of workers out there that did certain things he did. A lot right. of guys took the uh, missed, like Tajiri. Tajiri uh, adapted a lot from Muda. You know, like Definitely. I was fortunate enough. Man, I was fortunate enough to see them both live, man. And I tell you, being in an arena, seeing those guys come out and see the reaction of the crowd, dude, it's crazy. You know what I mean? And oh man, one, 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 one person, man, that I think that mixed up a lot with those guys was um was Jamie Noble, man. You know, Rey Mysterio. I think he's gonna run WWE till he's until he's finished, man. I think when he's done with WWE, I don't think he's gonna do anymore. You know, he's getting to that age and stuff. Like I I, I think he got it in him, but it just looks like that he's gonna run it out because you know, ain't this like his third time back to the WWE? Definitely third time. Yeah, like even when he got injured, man, he wasn't. He they didn't let him go. They just put him on hiatus till he's ready to come back. But this is his third time, yep. man, and I'm yeah. I don't want to be one to say it, but usually you don't get more than three opportunities, man. So I'm pretty sure he holding on to it till he's finished. So in um the hope of him coming back, man, it's a bit, you know, it's it's not a big possibility. But I'd love to see Ray come back, man, to mentor the young guys. Even put Ray in the back as a producer, man, like. I would love to see oh, that. Yeah. I would love to see him as like, um, as an announcer. Put him and Vampira on, him, Vampira and Striker on the whole three of them. They all have good chemistry together, right? You know? But um, yeah, man. One other guy I'd love to see come back, man. Definitely is Conan, man. A lot of people don't realize oh. how great Conan is, not just as a worker, man. Like, look at he's he's in his he like he's like fifty six now, but the thing is, man, he can still he's like. Regardless of his injuries and stuff, man, he still knows how to work. He still knows how the game goes, and he's got a lot of um, he's got a lot of knowledge, man. He knows how to run it. You know what I mean? Like I still, my head goes off. On it. Still great on the mic too. All this stuff that he does oh, with yeah. LAX as the uh, headpiece for them and the impact. You know, the, I watched all of that shit, man. That stuff was dope with Conan. Even he don't even need to uh-huh. wrestle. Just like, just be like the godfather of his clique. You know what I'm saying? And there's a exactly. lot of uh, creativity. A lot of creativity comes out of that man's brain. So yeah, definitely shout out respect to Conan fifty one fifty. Hell yeah! Uh, if anybody's listening out there, man, go check his um podcast out, man. Conan's got a really yeah. good podcast. Yeah. Going out there. Keeping it 100 with Conan and Disco Inferno. Yeah, I'll bring Disco in as well. I ain't going to lie. Hey, DI is pretty tight, man. Very knowledgeable. But you can go find him at Sapphires out in Vegas. There you go. Yeah, man. Yeah. (laughs) He does. He's reaching. That's right. That's right. Always, always. You got to be up on it. Yeah, but one thing I'd love to do, man, I'd love to bring in the LAX, man, with Conan to Lucha Underground. That'd be dope. You know what I mean? Oh, like, hell yeah. Bring back a few, um, bring back a few names, man. And if we could, let's put Billy Kidman That's in it. the mix. Reunite you know the filthy animal. Billy Kidman probably still a uh, little shell shocked after being with Tori Wilson, though. Oh, real? I don't know what I don't know what Billy Kidman's up to these days. I think he might work uh, with the WWE. Maybe the uh, performance center, something Background? like that. Yeah, I like that gimmick with the flock. I like that seven-year yeah. gimmick, man. He should come out and do. He's yeah. the man. Dude. I remember that. Bringing it back, video. man. Hell yeah! It sounds like we're booking this together as far as this Lucha Underground thing because we're we're uh, insinuating a lot of clicks. You know what I'm saying? That's some more Dynasty, then Filthy Animals, then and you know what? I think people want to see that, man. And I think that would be tight. You got your Japanese faction of badasses like Muda, Tajiri. You could even throw Hakushi in there. You could put uh, Tanzan, whoever you want, man. Like just to uh, shoot, bring back Chono, Masahiro Chono. Bring him back, you know, have a Japanese uh, freaking click, the Yakuza or something, whatever you want to call it. I'll call my click Slanai Mafia, you know what I'm saying? But then you got... Uh, you know, the Conan with the LAX, that would be tight. And the Samoan Dynasty, man, you're, I think you're onto something here. I think we need to book that Lucha Underground what, season, what, five, six? Yeah. No, I, Which I one think would it be? I think it's four, dude. Oh, shit, four. See? I think I it's only three. It. 
But okay, yeah, you know what? On this, a, a a parallel, a parallel universe wrestling federation. Nah, parallel universe. You getting X Files <laughs> and this shit? <laughs> hey, WWE is doing some weird shit with the eye for an eye match. So, you know what I mean? You know, the next day we might see a time traveler wrestler. You know what I mean? Who knows? Right, right. Well, man, like they did on the WWE 2K20 game, they did this like um, old, like they called it originals. And they had like this, it was like an alternate universe and stuff they had on there. Right. But you never know, man. Like they may go towards that one day. But, uh, well, you know I what? They it, man, do but, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you never know, man. But shit, that would be a lot of fun, Lucha Underground, you know, because that, or it doesn't even have to be Lucha Underground. It could be just another type of AEW that starts up, or it could happen in AEW. Just being a fan of seeing something like that, that, that would be something to watch. If you're a Kidman fan, you watched him back in the day, and you remember what was going on in WCW before it shut down. They were doing the angle with the New Blood and the uh, Billionaire right. Club or million, whatever they were calling the old guys. Um, and they were kind of pushing Kidman. You know, I, I remember Vince Russo and uh, Eric Bischoff when they stripped everybody the belts and the Millionaire Club was trying to uh, – you know, get something together. I remember uh, they did something between Kidman and Hogan, and it was almost like, okay, why why did you push Kidman all this much just to <laughs> have him to job out to Hogan? You know what I mean? Like, it didn't make any but sense to me. It happens. Sometimes you got terrible stories, but at the end of the day, man, you need something fresh. And you need something new. You know what I mean? Right. You know, and what I think happened in that whole situation was – you had Vince Russo trying to do some uh, new things with this young talent that wasn't getting over. And basically the ratings were still slacking. They were still losing the raw every week and they still had the Hogan's, the Lugers and the Sid vicious and Nash. And they had all these guys that were high paid, but they wanted to push these young guys and when it wasn't happening in the ratings, somebody said, well, see, Hogan's right. We got to put these guys back on top. And you know it. I know it. It takes a lot longer than a couple of weeks to get your, you know, your followers, your viewers. You know, they should have kept pushing the young guys. They should have just kept they, maybe they should have just got rid of Hogan. They should have got rid of some of those guys and just made it all a, a new show. And maybe WCW would have never disappeared. You know what I mean? But then again, I don't think Turner Broadcasting wanted wrestling as their, you know, main form of uh, entertainment that was winning at the Emmys or the Grammys or whatever, the TV awards. But it was killing it, though. I mean, like wrestling to these day, man, wrestling is one of the biggest, longest running forms of entertainment when it comes to like sports entertainment. Look, man, like the WWE has made has sold more. And basically had um had more fans than the Super Bowl and the Major League Baseball combined, and that's hard to say because at the end of the day, me and yourself as fans, like we're both football fans, and somewhat right. baseball fans, some deep down. But when it comes to uh, football and basketball, dude, the thing is, it's hard to believe that wrestling can actually keep up with the hype, man. It could be actually be big as basketball and big as uh, football if not bigger in some aspects, you know? So I think it's a great move to keep them on the network. But when you say get rid of some of the greats, um, we should have got rid of them earlier. We should have let them retire. We should have put new guys up. Yeah, that's great to say, you know, and I agree on some, some terms. But what if that was basketball? We got rid of Michael Jordan. We got rid of Charles Barkley earlier. We got rid of, like, some dudes, we got LeBron. We made LeBron, like, retire early. Or we made, like, Kobe retire early. You know, uh, Alan Iverson retire early. It's like, it, it, it's, everything has for a reason, I believe, man. And at the end of the day, we, the sport is the way it is at the moment because of those guys. You know what I mean? Oh, definitely. I mean, I'm not taking anything away from Hogan, I, I'm from not any of that. those guys. Yeah. You know, and, and there's I think they were trying to do everything they could do to keep that uh, company going, you know, 
and I and I get it. You know, I was a fan of whatever they were trying to put out. I I watched all of it. You know, definitely. What's your opinion on the whole AEW as a brand? You know, my opinion about it is it's just a spinoff of Monday Night Nitro. You know, I mean, you got Cody Rhodes as kind of, you know, somebody like a Dusty Rhodes, you know, that was to WCW. There's a lot of similarities. You know, you got Tony Schiavone announcing. You got, you know, a lot of the guys that are shooting the uh, the show. It, it looks like WCW because it's the same camera right. crew that, that was shooting for WCW Nitro. You know, Tony Khan, you know, I heard an interview with him and Eric Bischoff. And he was praising Eric and telling him that, you know what, I I kind of modeled this after what you started, you know. And, and I'm not talking about the era where they had the new blood and all that. It was more or less when Bischoff, you know, started NWO and that kind of WCW Nitro feel to it. You know what I'm saying? Where they got some great matches, but I think all the matches are trying to be like – main event quality matches when it doesn't have to be like that. You know what I'm saying? I think they need to, to really like look at their product. Like, Oh, let's just worry about having some great matches, but not, they don't have to do so much to me. Their matches are too many super kicks, too many drop kicks, too many, a lot of things and everybody does the same moves. And that kind of like frustrates me at times. Basically, everybody does like a sweet chin music super kick. The young bucks are super kick crazy. <laughs> yeah, they definitely are super I'm, kick party. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying there's anything bad about it, but I do agree that it's overused. AEW having a lot of guys from uh, WCW. They got a few guys from WWE. I think what they're doing is basically taking what was the standout, what was the best, what they liked and what worked the most. And got them to be a part of the company because they loved the way that they did it. Right. And, and at the at the end of the day, I like most of what they're doing, and I can I think it only can get better. You know what I'm saying? Straight out the straight out the turnbuckle, we'll be right back, returning with an interview with the one and only Jack Price, straight out of Flint, Michigan. Welcome back. Now we got a special guest in the building today. It is none other than the one, the only, the Black Diamond, Mr. Jack Price. Standing at five foot nine, weighing at 150 pounds, hailing from Flint, Michigan, he is the Black Diamond, Jack Price. How you doing, Jack Price? What's going on, man? <laughs> oh, man, we chilling. We chilling. Oh, man. <laughs> you just like him, man. That's so crazy. <laughs> well, you know, uh, crazy. I, I did a lot of, did a lot of uh, wrestling research as a kid. You know, I'm about uh, 39 years old, and uh, I, I grew up watching a lot of WrestleMania. Yeah. One of my favorites was uh, WrestleMania Five. yeah. Trump Plaza. <laughs> yeah. Remember that. Remember that. Yeah, I came in World Heavyweight Champion, and I uh, wrestled some jabroni named uh, Hulk Hogan. Yeah. But you know what I think about him? Because Hulk Hogan, he needs to step up and be a man. Yeah. That's what he needs to do. But Jack Price, I'm talking to you right now. You're inside the mind of the maniac. So what's happening? How's everything going, Jack Price? What's been happening with you, bro? Man, everything been smooth, man. Uh, this uh, this pandemic going on, crazy stuff. Um, but we got we got shows slowly coming back, so that's kind of good. Getting back right. in the ring. For the people out there that don't know who Jack Price is, who is Jack Price? Ah, uh, Jack Price is a you know an ordinary guy that uh, it's like a, I'm a, I'm a diamond in a rough. I'm one of those guys. Uh, you know, people sleep on until they see me in the ring, and uh, that's when they know who Jack Price is. <laughs> got to catch him when they're falling asleep, man, and hit him with that super kick or right. whatever he wants to catch him with. Yeah. <laughs> hit him hey, with that easy go. money. Yeah, that easy money. 
Olha That's right. Hey, yeah. <laughs> yeah, as you tell, Marshall Wayne does his research. Yeah, that's good. I'm impressed. Right. Tell you a little bit about um I I understand that you were a premature child. Yes, I was. Man. How was how was that for you? How how big are you? Uh right now I am uh 215. Uh, weight wise, two fifteen. I'm a uh, five nine, and uh, so basically, it didn't affect you too, you know. No, right, it didn't affect me too bad. That's, that's uh, when awesome. I was, when I was when I was born, I was um, two pounds. Oh wow! I was I was, I was three wow months, three months early, and um, I died. I died three times on the table. Oh wow! And uh, my lungs collapsed. And then um, I didn't have like all my features on my body. They wasn't fully developed. Like I had a half ear, um, some other stuff I had. It was weird. But I had to cut oh, wow. cut all my hair off and put all the uh, tubes in my head and all that. So I was on a ventilator for like six months when I first came out. And then uh, after that, I was good. I was a healthy baby after that six months. So. Man, that's awesome. Define the odds. Yeah, yeah. That's why I came yeah, out that's... with the black diamond. Dime, you know. Ah, uh, that's tight. <laughs> black diamond. So, but from the doctors not having much of an expectation of what you can do to now doing what you do in the ring, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. like much of what you said, man, you're defining the odds. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like you set an example for other people that. Grew up maybe getting told that they can't do certain things. You know, I know myself, man, from where I grew up, a lot of people say to me, yeah, from where where you're living, a lot of people from my neighborhood don't make it anywhere, so don't try too hard. You know what I mean? So I, I think right. that's what I Yeah, just, um, you know, don't don't listen to the to the people, like to, you, to the haters, I say, because uh, mm-hmm. you, you can do whatever you want to do in my eyes. Like, just... Just go for it. When I first started wrestling, um, I had a lot of doubters. Like, I always liked wrestling, but I never thought I would get into wrestling. I never thought I would, I, but I, I loved it. And then once I found it, I was like, oh, I have to do this, you know. And um, I had my doubters in the beginning, but now, you know, they're my, my favorite fans, like my number one fan. So it's pretty, it's pretty hey. cool. Just don't, don't give well, up on, <clears throat> on, an opera, on a dream. So where where did uh Jack Price start, man? Where was the end of the start of the journey? Um, I was at this bar where I stay. I stay in uh Flint, Michigan, and uh, I was at this bar and I seen a wrestling promotion there, and um, it was called MWO Michigan Wrestling uh Organization, and this was back in two thousand and nine. Okay. Two thousand and nine. That's when I started, and um, I got into it, trained, and uh. You know, I paid my dues. Dues. Um, I was a ref at first. Like nothing's wrong with being a ref. That was that was actually the the best the best time that I had. Like being a ref, and a lot of people are like what you know. But that was actually pretty fun being a ref. But um, you know, I started mm-hmm. off started off as a ref, did a little managing, and then uh, I got my opportunity to wrestle, and uh, the guys was impressed. So. I started off doing that, and uh, like I, I stayed in that promotion for like six years, and then I really got into the independent scene. So, okay, are you still working that promotion from time to time? You'll get a good like uh, relationship with those guys. Uh, I show my face sometimes, like when they have a um, one of their big shows, and I like to you know pop in and hey, you need somebody, you know, show my face. So I always try, I always try to give back to. Where I started from like there you the go person that that gave me my opportunity so I don't know how I can right. give back but you know given my t- my time and my skill in the ring I, I hope that's enough of me giving back <laughs> hey is there anybody over there that you you feel that you know is good upcoming coming from where you started and that promotion yeah yeah starting so who would yeah. you say some of the new guys that you recognize going out um, like I got a guy in my in my crew, uh, Death Star Army. Uh, his name is Adam Wick. Like he's that boy is fresh. Like 
he's something like when I when I leave, he's you know it's gonna be in good hands with him taking over type stuff. Um, right. We got Adam. We got Adam Wake. We got Alex Weir. Um, Tommy Vendetta. These are these are my homeboys. So, but they're brand new, like two years in, like two three years in. So, uh, right, me, right. Me and my partner uh, Aaron Orion, we we took them under our wing, and like we just want to help guide people like in the right direction because we didn't really have that guidance when we was coming up. So we want to help guide people in the right direction, and hopefully, you know, they they get to where they want to get. But we just totally want to totally. help out. Well, shout out to all those. Checked out some of this stuff as well. Um, yo, Vendetta has got some moves, man. Weir's got some moves too, man. Yeah. I watched some of their matches. Damn, they're good. Yes. Uh, Tommy is uh, that guy. I don't think he knows how good he is. Like He's, he's a mm-hmm. good wrestler. And um, Alex Weir, uh, like he's a legit black belt. I, I, he'll kill me because I can't think of his uh, like the exact uh, name of his art that he does, but he can whoop some butt and like for real. <laughs> there you go. And like real life, so uh, he's he's good, man. He just he just came out of retirement, so he's coming back to wrestling. Oh wow! So that's good. There you go, man. That's something that we can all look out for. That's what's up. Yeah, yeah. I always give my props to MWO, no matter you know what people say about it. Like uh, that's why I started at so. I always give my props. Well, you always got to you always got to give props to where you started, you know, especially those people that took time to train you and give you time in the ring. You know, it, that, they could have given it out to anybody, but instead they gave it to, to you, you know what I mean? You always right. got to appreciate it. Right. Yeah, well, what, um, who who put you on to wrestling as a young man? Uh, my granddad. He, um, he used to, he's a big wrestling fanatic and, uh, what, I, what promotions I, did he watch? Uh, it was mainly the Fed, the WWE, well, WWF at the time, but we used to flip-flop back and forth with WCW, but I hated WCW because <laughs> it, was, it was the only reason I, like, now I like, like, I can appreciate it, but at the time, it was a lot of older wrestlers that I didn't know. Like, I didn't know none of those wrestlers, so I'm like, man, why is we only knew, like, you know, Stone Cold, Bret Hart, and all them type, type rush. Right. <clears throat> so, so you're talking about the uh, the '95 uh, era. Yeah, in a, in the '90s. Yeah, I was born okay. in '85. Oh, okay, '85. I was born in '80, and so okay. I got a little on you on the the WCW because I I had a grandfather just, yeah. that put me on the wrestling too, and uh, the funny thing is is that. When he would, he was always watching WCW, and I was watching WWF as a kid. And WWF's all bright and colored, and, you right? Know. Right. <laughs> and then you see this WCW man, and it's like like bingo hall wrestling, all like dark, <laughs> you know. And the wrestlers are coming out, and and the wrestling, they, they're good workers, but it just didn't have no like flavor. You know what I'm saying? Until exactly. Eric exactly. came out. <laughs> So anyway, um, like their, exactly. their cruiser cruiserweight division was like top thing. Like that was something I never seen before. I was like, I fell in love with um, Ray Mysterio, and I was like, man, who is this guy? Because this dude can do anything. Like he was so ahead of his time back then. Because they doing what he was doing today back what he was doing back then today. And I'm like, man, we already seen this from Ray Mysterio. And psychosis, right. uh, hooping to you know. So this ain't nothing. You're talking Lucha's but... language right there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, that's a, that's a coincidence because me and um me and Macho Ren, we talk about that all day, man. That's all every time we speak, man. It's about W Cruiserweight division. Like mm-hmm. we was just watching um Ray Junior and Conan versus National Hall versus Mask. I remember the one that um that if uh, Ray. Ray lost. He had to use his mask. Yep, yep, I remember that. We was, we was always asking questions to each other. My like, why wasn't Holland Nash's hair on the line? You know, right. but uh, <laughs> too perfect. You know, and, and we all know, we all know that Conan is not going to lose his hair because he's got none. 
<laughs> Shout out to Conan, though, man. You're my dude, man. Shout out to Conan. Yeah. What I like. Yeah. That dude. Conan. <laughs> yeah. Conan, in my eyes, man, Conan's a legend in this business. He's done a he lot. He is. He is. People won't ever, would not have even seen what he did and will never see it because this business keeps growing and new people keep coming out all the time that the younger generation are not too focused on the old school. They're focused on what's coming, like it's AW, New Japan, even though New Japan been around for a while, it's it's now the it thing to watch for younger fans, you know? Right, right. Well, well, and also Conan is very, he's like the one responsible for bringing all that talent from Mexico up to the yeah. States. First in ECW, you know what I'm saying? Like he brought, you know, uh, Psychosis and Ray and they and tore the house down. I was I was listening to Conan the other day on his podcast and he was talking about Paul Lee wanted him to fight uh the Sandman and Conan didn't know how to uh wrestle American style yet, you know, because mm-hmm. Paul Lee knew he spoke English, so he assumed that he knew. So yeah, he had to kinda bring up Ray and Psychosis and have them have good matches and stuff, you know. Right, right. Nowadays, it's changed a lot because they have um, a lot of Americans, a lot of people all over the world, a lot of work going to Mexico, going to Japan and wrestling. So that way, a lot of luchadors get to experience the American style so they know other than what is lucha libre, you know? Exactly. That's a style I want to learn. I want to learn the lucha libre style. Like, I just want to. Like, I ain't saying I want to put that in my moveset, but I just want to learn it. Like, I just want to learn every every uh, type of style of wrestling. And just in case I encounter somebody, and I'm like, oh, yeah, I know how to do that. So, we, you know, we can we can do this. But... I see you already if, do if a pretty want... good Huracan Rana. Yeah. Or Frankensteiner. <laughs> yeah. That's a scary move, though. Yep. At first, at first it is. Especially when Scott Steiner was doing it off the top rope. Oh, yeah. Hell, yeah. It was a At like 50. <laughs> hey, that was a funny angle when they were in WCW when uh, Scott Steiner was going around with all the uh, the luchadors and beating them up for calling it a Huda Con Rana and shit. Yeah, that <laughs> That's a Frankensteiner. <laughs> but, I think well, like so- I think it was like Ray Mysterio that actually said Scott Steiner was one of his favorite wrestlers. And he learned a lot of watching him. So it originated from him. A lot of people, a lot of luchadors, they, they adapted different, different stuff over the States. And then make yeah. it. Yeah. version was Ray Mysterio brought it out of anywhere. I mean, he can jump from any part of the ring, any part of the arena, to be able to hit that move. You know yeah. what I mean? Oh, so, yeah. Especially, especially when he was lighter and he was uh, younger, he would really hit that everywhere. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. That was my yeah. guy, man. I used, I, used yeah, to, yeah. I used to love him and uh, I used to love his theme music. Like that theme music uh, caught me every burn, 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 burn. Oh man! And I tried to, yeah. um, I, I tried to get a producer to like flip that music for me, but like make it mine, but still have that in there because you know I like Ray Mysterio, but he couldn't figure it out. So I'm, I'm still trying to do that. Like I still want his music. That was, that was my guy. Like my favorite wrestler. It's Iron Anderson. I like I love Iron Anderson. And then um my second favorite was well my top four was Iron Anderson, The Rock, Eddie Guerrero, and, and Ray Mysterio. And uh I I do a lot of stuff like Eddie and Ray. Like it's crazy. Hey, um hey yo, Macho, wasn't was yeah. Iron Anderson around here earlier? Double A? I don't do a good double A. I think it turns into too much stone, <laughs> too much stone cold. He was trying it earlier. He was trying it. I was like, yo. I have to put the glasses on, man, to, to get the uh, Arn Anderson effect. So, so what made you? Uh, what what gravitated you to Arn Anderson? I mean, I, he was one of my favorites as well. But I just, you know, Word. like to hear what you say about that. Uh, Arn Anderson, man, he's so smooth, like. It's just like he in a ring just floating or something. Like he was he was so smooth with everything. He can talk on the mic. He was so underrated. Like the spotlight was on Ric Flair. I'm not saying Ric Flair is not he's one of the greatest of all time, whatever. Don't but, talk about Ric Flair. But, but people was <laughs> but people was, sw- 
people were and like he can talk on a mic. He right. had the look. He had everything, and like that spine buster, that DDT was so smooth, mm-hmm. man. I'm like, and and uh, hey, who, he, was, he was good, man. Who does a better spine buster? I don't. I couldn't tell you. Between who? Anybody. Like, does anybody do a better one than Arn Anderson? No. I know Gold does. Does a pretty good one. Yeah, I, I've. Everything originated from Arn. That's what they yeah. get. If you if you listen to commentary, uh, they be like, "Oh, the double A spine buster." They always they always say it because oh yeah, he he made that he made that move what it is. He yeah. even hit it in AEW on somebody. Yeah, I saw that. Good. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, it's probably frustrating for guys when they get to that age where, you know, they were just probably dying to get in the ring just to, you know, hit it one more right. time, you know? <laughs> That's why you see them all come back so many times, you know? Yep. Try to define yep. the odds, you know, like Mike Tyson. <laughs> oh, Lord. <laughs> oh, that's another that's another podcast right there, man. But, yo. Right. <laughs> what, yo, yep. quick, quickly, though, what's, what's your thought of Mike Tyson coming back? Oh, I love it. Cause I still think he can whoop anybody's butt, man. Yes, yeah. sir. Um, Team Tyson. I seen a video. I seen yeah, a video shit. of him training. I was like, oh hell no! I was, <laughs> I will never get in the ring with this guy. Like he still got it, and and, it, and he and he's still he's still doing stuff that these current boxers not doing. Like I think he will like dominate anybody, any heavyweight. We have now that new champ, the uh, the current champ. He will beat his easily. <laughs> a Dante Wilder would be a good matchup with him too, you know. Yeah. Or even uh, Anthony Joshua, or even Andy Reese, you know the the ex. That'd be a good match for him to come back and either take out Tyson or Tyson knock him out. You know what I'm saying? Right now, I think he would just tear Andy Reese. He'd tear anybody up. I think. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. There's no way in hell I'd get in the ring with Mike Tyson. Hell no, man. <laughs> I loved it when Stone Cold and him got into it, you know, and Stone Cold gave him that little uh, promo for the little WrestleMania. He's like, I respect everything you did in the ring, Mike, but when you're in the square circle, you know what he's talking about? Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> man, he was bad, though. Like, that, that, was, a, that was a good era. Of uh, oh yeah, of that all- was very good, man. No, yeah. is that what would your uh, favorite era of wrestling be? I I have to say the Attitude Era. Okay, and what was your favorite like, thing to watch in the Attitude Era? Um, I love the Nation of Domination. You know that started that was- in the USWA as like their little. What? Yeah, it started as mm-hmm. uh, just a little faction they threw together, and then they ended up using it on Raw. Wow. Yeah, and I actually, didn't know that. Oh, who was the leader of it? Um, man, I was just watching that the other day. It was, um, well, of course, Farouk was in it first, but um, even before that, man. Anyway, that was... <laughs> All those factions were cool back then, though. You know, that's what made wrestling cool. You know, when there was the NWO, when there was a DX, in which people don't realize DX and NWO is the same thing. Um, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Click North, click South. That's what it is, you know? Manager, right? Domination? Are you talking about the members? Um, oh, yeah. You know what? It just came to me. Remember uh, Mabel and. Mabel and Mo from the uh, Men on a Mission. Yep. Okay. Well, Mo was that. That was his crew, the Nation of Domination. He was the uh, leader of that, but they never used them, you know, on the main roster. They just that's where they they got it from, though. I watched the whole deal on that the uh-huh. other day. Yeah. So Sir Mo. Wow. Yep. It's a little bit crazy. <laughs> they even had they even had Owen Hart in it for a little bit. Oh yeah. Yeah. Sergio no- Vega, Mark Henry, yo. Hey, what about DX's skits against the nation? I, a lot of that was coming off a little bit racist and uh, yes, people, yes. people getting <laughs> fired up about it. You know what I'm saying? That shit was crazy. Yeah, I that, on TV. 
it was very racist. Uh, like, look, as an older guy now, looking back at it, I was like, man, what the hell is this bull? <laughs> and even at, but, uh, yeah. and he, had a, he was dressed up as uh, Mark Henry, you know, the littlest guy. Yeah. You know, that was, and that wasn't his idea, I hear, but, you know, you got to do what but you want. Painted his face black, like you. You do that now, you know that's a freaking hate crime. You know people ready to fight, but <laughs> oh, what's that Piper movie that was? Remember Roddy Piper did it, and uh, he was yep. going against wow. Bad. Painted like half of his body black. Yeah, I remember, I remember that. that. that paint was that paint yeah. apparently didn't come off. He had to like use a lot of ages <laughs> and stuff to wash the screen and stuff. <laughs> apparently, he was walking around the whole thing like that. <laughs> Yo, but Piper was something else, man. You gotta admit that he was something else. Oh yeah, man. Oh yeah, Piper was good. Hell yeah. Don't make him like him no more, dude. WrestleMania Five stands out to me uh, when he had the Piper's Pit with uh, what was his name, Morton Downey Jr. You know, and that guy was smoking mm-hmm. a cigar in the ring, and you just could tell Piper was just getting mad. You know, the guy blowing smoke in his face. You know, just that. That even when I was a kid watching that, I was like, oh, Piper's going to get him, you know, and got him with that right. fire picture, you know. <laughs> but that, that wrestling was cool, too, though. And when you go back, I got to kind of live through it. So that stuff was new when I was growing up. But I guess if you mm-hmm. look back and watch it now, of course, the Attitude Era was cooler. But, man, that 80s wrestling, like, the tag team divisions were tight, man. The brain bust. Oh, oh yeah. Demolition. Oh, yeah. The road, well, not the Road Warriors and WWF, but, you know, you had uh, Haku and uh, Andre. You know, there was. That's, that's my guy right there. King Haku. Hell, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. He another underrated uh, wrestler. Hell, yeah, man. That guy got stuff that people ain't seen yet. Mm-hmm. Bullet Club. So, so, um, so, Jack, tell me, what is next for Jack Price? Oh, um, what do you right see? now? What do you? How do you see it? I'm just trying to focus and try to, you know, get to that next, the next level, the next stage. Um, I'm trying to um, get in front of some some impact people and try to get signed with Impact. That's Oh, I don't care who I get signed with, but you know, right now Impact is in front of me right now, so I'm gonna try to <laughs> do my best and uh, try to get up in there. But um, definitely, like yep. when everything get good, though, like as far as like we can get back in um, venues and all that, I really wanna. Okay, but, like before this pandemic, we had a little connect that we was we was gonna do a dark match for AEW, and they was coming to to town in August, and. Uh, Soon as he told us that, like two weeks later, you know, the pandemic happened. I'm like, come uh-huh. on, man. Like, God. Like, but yeah, you know, so I'm with, like, man, we gotta figure out figure out how to get up in here, man. <laughs> and with wrestling, dude, as you know, everything is subject to change. Like honestly, when you got a when you got something booked on the card and something happens in the pipeline, man, yo, it always has to be pushed back. So hopefully with yeah. y'all that, you know, they they do come around again and be like, you know what, dude, we still want you for the dark match even better. They may say, listen, we want you on the show. You know what I mean? Like, right, right. You just got to keep your head forward, man, and keep doing what you do. Because you're obviously making a lot mm-hmm. of noise and people see who you guys are. Like, we see who, you, mm-hmm. who y'all were, yep. you know? Like, we're just two old cholos, man. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> yep, straight up. Yeah. We're actually thinking about we're actually gonna call the show that two old cholos. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> nah, we call we call we call this segment two old cholos. What are they? Okay. <laughs> nah, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, you're an honorary cholo for today, Jack. So three old cholos, los tres cholos. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, you got yeah. your card today. There you go. So from today on, today you can just tell everybody. That's right. No, but um, so talking about you know what's next for Jack Price, what what are three matches, man? If you can work anybody that's currently working on the Indies or in the pro league at the moment, who is somebody, who are some people you'd love to work in the future? Man, I would love to work Ray Mysterio. Like I will, that will be like a dream come true because I I grew up watching him. So 
if I ever had a chance to wrestle him, I would love to wrestle him. But um, like I would like to wrestle uh, uh, Seth Rollins. Like that's somebody. Like I don't like him as far as like a character. Like I don't like him, but his work though, man. That he like, man. I can't even describe it. Like <laughs> you just watch him. Like since I'm a wrestler now, now I look at wrestling different. Like I don't just look oh, yeah. at it like a a fan and stuff. Like right. I, I can break break it down, you know all that. But when I watch his match and how he structure his matches, that junk is insane. I'm I'd be like, what the heck, you know? That's and that's who I watch. That's who I study to try to you know have my matches like that. So Seth Rollins would be somebody I would I would love to wrestle besides Rey Mysterio. There you go. I mean, he's getting revenge for a fellow Cholo. I mean, there you go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what, yo, that. What? What's your What's your opinion on what happened? Dream rules, man. Like, um, the whole thing, man. Like, how did it look? Did you think it was kind of uncalled for? You think it was kind of a switch? Maybe they're turning more towards the M15 rather than PG13. What was your thoughts? I actually didn't see that match yet, but I, I've seen I've seen like some some clips of it, and I'm like, man, how the hell? Did his eyeball come out, you know, like, <laughs> what the hell going on? You know, so I'm like, man, they got some good special effects and stuff. And um, <laughs> the whole match was called Eye for an Eye. The whole, the whole, like, yeah. they would, they had to distract an eye. Because I, I didn't watch it all either. I watched a uh, replay of it. And I was like, really? This is the best y'all can come up with? <laughs> Who thought of this? Who thought of this? Removing a guy's eye and half of your, right. half of your fans, <laughs> half of your fans ain't even 13 years old yet. Like really, right? Then oh, little man. Billy's gonna go to school tomorrow and remove remove his friend's eye by accident. Like, <laughs> exactly, oh, exactly. Oh man, I understand if um CCW did it. You know, big shout out to CCW. If y'all wouldn't have did that, it would go over. Mm-hmm. But I'm pretty sure that y'all would remove an eye or remove an ear. It catches Jack up in here or something. <laughs> right. But yeah, for real, man. for real. But yes. th- but I, I I do give I do give them props to, uh, for what we going through the pandemic because they got to come up with they have to come up with different ideas like right. they got to come up with something to keep to keep people entertained and like that that Bray Wyatt stuff that stuff is crazy like I didn't get the swap match like I didn't get it at all like no. I don't even know who won but uh yeah but I didn't watch watching it. it it just felt like. A, it felt like a movie. Yeah, I thought I was watching a movie, and I'm like, man, this is pretty cool, man. You know, but if we had an audience, none of this stuff would happen. Like the Undertaker match with AJ Styles, that would have never happened like that. And he probably get, he probably could, he probably could have got messed up in the ring or something. It could have been a different outcome for him because that boy old. But uh, it was, it was, it's cool to me. It's cool to me to see what they come up with. I just, that's the part I like about it. Better watch your back, Seth Rollins. Man, Jack Price is going to take the crown. Because, yo, it ain't a promise. It's a what? It's a death threat, homeboy. Yeah. yeah. So for the people listening out there, um, where can they find you on the social media, man? What's some of your handles that they can go check you out and follow you? Uh, you can catch me on uh, Facebook, facebook.com. Uh, All you got to do is put, put in Jack Price in the search bar, and uh, my picture should pop up. And then um, you can find me on Instagram. Same thing, Jack Price. Uh, Jack Price 607. And then uh, you can find me on Twitter. Same thing, Jack Price 607. Um, it might say my real name, Antoine. So it, you'll see my picture, though. And then um, I think that's all the social media. Then I got I got T-shirts on ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash Black Diamond. And then... Uh, that's what all my merchandise is at. Got a few new shirts on there. And um, that'll be it for now as far as social media. Mm-hmm. Any any other promoters, anybody out there that want to get in touch with uh, Antoine, hit him up. Like, hit yeah. me. I can forward you to him as well, honestly. He's uh, from, you got to check him out. YouTube him. YouTube Death Ray Army. YouTube Antoine. Um, Jack Price. I almost said your government name. My bad. <laughs> Yo, it's Antonio now, man. You're a cholo. Get it? Yeah. <laughs> that was that was almost that was almost my name, Antonio. Really? There you go. Yeah. 
think, oh man, you have to check. You have to put your name down. It has to be Jack Antonio uh, Price now. <laughs> yeah, that's what's up. Yeah, all right, man. but that's what's good, man. For sure, for sure. Well, man, um, it was a real pleasure to have you on the show, man, today, like uh, this evening, actually. Um, we look forward to seeing a lot more of you. Um, look forward to getting you in California next in SoCal next time we do a show. Um, shout out to all the D, uh, Death Ray Army. Um, everybody go follow D, um, Death Ray Army on YouTube, on Facebook. Um, you hear him at a show. Go check him out. Yeah. Want you to flip uh, that butt. Whip that Whip <laughs> 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 Um, Macho Rams say you're gonna kick that culo. I whoop that culo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Check out that price where Macho Ram is gonna get you. Yeah.